welcome to the Intuitive Vibrance Podcast, a space where we go straight to the heart of what it means to embody the fullest, most authentic expression of yourself. I am your host, Bozia Morgan, and I'm here to support you in your path to self-discovery, transformation, and liberation, empowering you to unapologetically be your most intuitively vibrant self. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Intuitive Vibrance. I'm so excited to be here today with a very dear friend, my friend Janet Schmidt. She is my first guest on Intuitive Vibrance. Welcome, Janet. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm honored to be the first guest. I'm so, you're, it's perfect. I'm so glad that you're the first guest. So, um, Janet and I met back in August of 2021. I talked about this a little bit, um, I think in in a prior podcast episode, but I had this crazy dream on August 8th that I was supposed to dive deep into subconscious work. And 10 days later, found myself in LA at a Psych K basic training. And that's how Janet and I met. I walked into the room. I kind of sat across the room from you we saw each yes. other and I think it was like this instant thing, right? Where I was like, yes. I need to know her. And you were like, yeah. I need to know her. Um, and you have, a, you have a similar story, right? That it kind of happened last minute that you were there. It did. It happened last minute. I was looking on. I knew I wanted to learn something new in uh, consciousness and subconscious and, and more in the scientific area of healing. And I just kind of went on the internet and all of a sudden psyche popped up and I literally, it probably was like, I registered like eight days before. Yeah. We, yeah. It was happening for us at the same time. I love that. Yeah. I really, I really feel that, I mean, it's so obvious we were meant to meet and the universe brought us together at exactly the right time. Um, yes. So I'm just so excited to have you here today and for everyone to know about the really potent work that you do. You have so much experience and wisdom to share. And I just want to um, tell everyone a little bit about you. So for over a decade, Janet Schmidt has been a practical yet potent quantum consciousness accelerator. And we're going to talk about that. What does that even mean in a minute? And integrative holistic energy healing facilitator. Janet's greatest gift is working with clients to identify and remove energetic blocks or ailments caused by inherited imprints held in the subconscious for generations. Her greatest joy is observing the seismic shifts that occur immediately following. She teaches her clients how to connect to their higher selves and provides them with the tools to discard what no longer serves them, what no longer serves their soul so that they can have a healthy, successful, and wealthy life. Her combined curiosity with science and healing modalities has inspired continuous self-learning to share wisdom and teachings with others. Janet has a ton of certifications. They include neuro-linguistic programming. She's an NLP life coach. She does EMI, which is eye movement integration, hypnotherapy, advanced psyche, um, DNA re-engineering, advanced theta healing, zero-point acceleration, intuitive medicine light code activation, 
And Janet is also a Reiki master. And when I went back to LA in the fall, Janet attuned me. Um, and so she also um, invited me to become a Reiki master. So that was really a great honor to be able to experience that with you and to spend the day with you after you did that for me. So Janet, I'm just so thrilled to have you here. I have so many questions for you and uh, I just wanna let you talk. So we have your bio, but there's so much <laughs> in there. I'm sure people are like, what does this all even mean? So I'd love it if you could tell us about the work that you do, um, how you got into it and what is um, quantum consciousness acceleration? Okay. Well, I first started out in energy work. Um, I started as a young, uh, very young child. I used to put my hands on horses for healing, the, the laying of hands. So I had already been attuned to that. And a lot of what I felt as a child, I kept quiet because my parents were not into uh, angels or any of that. And I was kind of attuned to that. But as I got older, I kind of shut it off and I went into the mainstream. And uh, about 20 years ago, something happened to me that just changed my life. And I started diving into all the different healing modalities. I wanted to know how they worked. And as I started doing more and more energy work, I ended up getting more linear clients. So now that forced me into the more scientific realm of mm -hmm. uh, quantum physics, of NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, of eye movement integration. And so really, I guess I would say quantum consciousness acceleration is the combination of all of these together because they bring you into a quantum state that just accelerates you faster than if you just did it without having all of these modalities together. I found that by meshing them, depending on the client, it accelerates them at a much faster rate than if they just did one of these particular techniques. Yeah. And one thing that I love about you is that you are such a powerful healer. Um, but you really do, you really love to dive into the science. And I think that that's something that's really special and unique about you. Um, when people talk about quantum leaps, you know, it's kind of like this buzzword or this buzz phrase, yeah. like, you know, I'm going to yeah. make a quantum leap. What does that mean? Can you please talk about quantum leaps? Quantum leaps, everybody makes quantum leaps. You just don't realize it. It's kind of like when you're driving down the street and all of a sudden you've, you've driven this street for 20 years and all of a sudden you see a house out of nowhere that you've never seen before. It's, it's quantum leaping into another time frame. So you're basically quantum jumping. And I, I believe we quantum jump all the time when we have a shift in our paradigm. So when you have a shift in the way you see reality, you see a certain thing. So it's by changing your belief or changing your trait or behavior, you're going to automatically shift how you see reality. And when you do that, you basically are quantum jumping because the way that your life would have played out had you stayed with the old beliefs is not going to happen because you, you changed everything of how you see reality. And so you quantumly, you quantum jump. I love that. I think that sometimes, and I've been finding this with myself is that we make these quantum leaps, but 
I think sometimes because it doesn't look the way that we think it's going to look yes. or it doesn't look the way we want it to look, that we fail to acknowledge these huge leaps that we are making. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I think I think it's just that we're not attuned to seeing it, but I, I think I understand your question, but I'm going to go a little bit past that and say there's a quantum field all around us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people aren't aware that we are, we are in a quantum field. And in that quantum field are all your thoughts. And so if you're thinking, I like that Porsche car, with, I, I, I'm going to have that Porsche car. The minute you think that, it's in the quantum field. So now, now it's by feeling that, by, by seeing it, feeling it, seeing yourself drive it, and having that emotion that brings that experience to you. It, it was Einstein that said, everything's energy. And I'm going to read it. Everything, that, everything is energy, and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality of what you want, and you can, cannot help but have that in your reality. It can be no other way. That's not philosophy. That's physics. And so when we're talking about quantum physics, that's what we're talking about. I've known people. There's a woman that's called Cynthia Sue Larson. And if people don't know about her, she's written many books. She's a dear friend of mine. And I went to her when I first got into quantum jumping and and understanding the quantum world. And she takes it to the point of even having a thousand dollars in your purse that you didn't have before by quantum. You just, I, you say, I need the money. It's there. Boom. You have it. And it's, it's quantum jumping. It's just there um, by your thought. You already put it in the quantum field. It comes in. And, and because you have that vibration, you can't help but bring it in. And when you bring it in, you've quantum jumped, you've quantum leaped. That makes sense. Yeah. So you talk about needing to match that frequency. How, how do we match that frequency? How can we get into that frequency? And maybe this is where we kind of start talking about the subconscious work, right? Right. Well, um, a lot of, a lot of how we feel and how we approach things is literally our programming. So we'll go, right. we'll go that direction. And so if you're programmed to always gloom and doom, well, I would strongly suggest start reprogramming that because in order to manifest at your highest level, you want to have joy as that main component in there. And I know we have, uh, you know, not so nice stuff happen to us here and there, but to joy is the one emotion that I know will pull you right out of it and put you back into a frequency of manifesting. It just, it, it can't help, but be, but be that way. And so, um, so that when we're talking about frequency, what does it feel like if, if, if somebody gave you a million dollars today, what does that feel like? What does that feel like? And, and so it, it, it brings you great joy. It, it, it brings you all these emotions. Well, if you just sit and close your eyes and feel it, now you have the frequency that Einstein was talking about to bring that reality to you or that quantum quantum field or world to you to bring it into reality. Wow. So how do you, on a practical level, when you're working with your clients, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you approach this? Because obviously like 
I think a lot of people are saying, okay, that sounds really amazing, but like, how do I actually do that? Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I actually listen to their words. I actually ask them, how can I assist you? And this is part of um, NLP uh, is listening to the words that people say will tell you speak volumes of how they see the world. And so I often say, how can I assist you? And then listen to the words that they say. And from there, I can unravel whether they feel abandonment in their life, whether they felt rejection, whether they have, for example, for me and my family, we had really deep, steep money type things because I came from eight generations of ministers. They weren't supposed to have money. They were supposed to be the paupers. They were supposed to, you know, be, be poor. And that's just all there was to it. So it's just, just enough was their mentality not to, say, yes, I deserve abundance. I deserve as much as I wish that I could have. And instead they had that. And so that basically was ingrained or programmed in my, in what we would call loosely my genes or my genetics, my programming. It was my programming. So when I have a client like myself who has that, then I unraveled to see where that first started. Mm-hmm. And I see where it first started. And we actually untie that through using methods of neurolinguistic programming. When we get done with that, I go into, and, and I use eye movement integration at times, but mostly for trauma. Um, but when I get done with that, then I go to psyche. Okay, tell me more about this, because psyche is something that is new in your toolbox, right? And right. Right. With all the work that you have done and everything that you've studied, I remember you saying at the first training that Site K takes everything to a whole other level. And it's, you know, it, it's described as a rapid change process. Mm-hmm. And so can you talk about how you've integrated Site K, what you think about it, you know, how it's how it's changed your 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 work and your practice? I find that uh, well. As I said, I use neurolinguistic programming and I clear out all the clutter. I call it the okay. clutter. I clear out all the clutter and then I move to Psyche. Okay. And Psyche to me is the fastest way to get a whole brain state, your left brain, your right brain together, or we can say your subconscious, conscious, and superconscious mind all on the same page to make it happen for the person. So once I've cleared out, um, I'm not deserving of money. I'm deserving of money. Now I can lock that in. And now it's a whole different game for the person. I mean, money will come easily, more easily to them. They'll understand that they're deserving. They'll walk around. They'll even walk differently in some instances. But they will open the door now to have a better job. Money's going to flow in. And they're not losing any money anymore. It's all flowing more towards them. Why? Because they've changed their subconscious thought about it or their conscious thought about it and brought their right and left brain in agreement. Because what I find happens is even, even if we're talking about neuro-linguistic programming and clearing things out, the left and right brain are going like this. One saying, yes, we're going to do this. Another one saying, no, we're not going to do this. And you get nowhere. Mm-hmm. So once you clear everything out you're, and, and make a clear space, so to speak, you're able to go to Psyche, make a balance. I am worthy of the best that love and life have to offer and seal that in 
and it changes the whole demeanor of what's going to happen, what's going to roll out for that person. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and I have made changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I have matrixes to prove this with my clients. I keep track and they actually write me back. They, they email me. It's usually always a week after, Oh my gosh, this happened or this happened or this happened. So I do keep matrix on it. And that's what I found the most powerful is using NLP or theta healing or another technique with psyche. And it's just unbelievable, unbelievable, life changing to a certain extent, much faster process. I agree. I'd love to know what comes up the most in your practice with your clients in terms of Mm. limiting self-beliefs and blocks and programs. Cause you know, one thing that I have really realized is that we, for the most part, mostly all of us have been raised with this program that life is difficult and that, you know, raised in this program of suffering and, and all of that. So I'm realizing that a lot of this stuff that I feel is actually very universal. Um, I'd, I'd love to know, for you, what you've seen with your clients that comes up the most, you know, you live in, in LA. Yes. So, so I, I can imagine that that's an interesting space to be in with the work that you do. Money comes up a lot here. Yeah. Money is one of the money and success is one of the big ones that come up. I find, um, I find uh, rejection and abandonment is a very huge one. And probably self-love is the other one that comes up with most of my clients. But there's always, I've yet to meet uh, a person that hasn't had an abundance issue. I, um, almost every single client I have has something connected to abundance, even if they have millions of millions of dollars somewhere in their life, somewhere in their life, there is an abundance issue that's missing. And so uh, whether it's love, whether it's, you know, feeling the freedom to enjoy their abundance or share their abundance, there's always something connected to financial abundance and what that feels like and And abundance in general. Okay. This is so interesting. Um, what is the root of that? Or does it vary? Well, you know, if, you, if it's, if it's has to do with hanging on to your money and, you know, afraid that you're going to lose your abundance, that's, that's, that's fear-based. And that will go down to something that they've been programmed with. They could have had parents say, you, you know, you got to watch every penny, you got to do all this, and it's not for you to enjoy. It's for you to just watch pile up. Yeah. So it's all in the, all in the programming. And sometimes people can be so caught up in the money issue that the abundance on the other side of their life, where the love of their life, having the love of their life or somebody to share that abundance with, they don't have. Why? Because even though they've earned this money, they don't think they're deserving of the love. Right. So there's always something that's connected to, to money, whether they have it, then they don't have the abundance somewhere else in their life. So it's to, complete, so it's to complete a whole circle of abundance and a whole circle of success in every area of your life. So really, it's reprogramming yourself for success 
And that's going to take you being really honest with yourself of what's working and what's not. And, mm-hmm. and if you get a client that's really honest of what's working and what's not, that make sure makes your job a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So tell me about, I mean, I, I want to, I want to talk more about some of the work that you do. I also want to, I want you to share more of your story if you're willing to do that. But um, can you talk specifically about light body activation? Because I experienced this with you <laughs> yes. and uh, it was incredibly profound for me. So can you talk about that? I was taught light body activation by someone in Greece and um, they had told me that I was meant to teach it. And I thought, okay, wow. So I experienced it myself and, um, and it was, it was amazing because most of us are walking around with only maybe 30, 35% of our light body, our actual light body in our astral light body in our body. Okay. And um, in order to really totally manifest at a high level, you want to have that whole body in here. Now, we have other things that take up the place. Like um, for, for me, I had somebody that was stuck in there like a father figure. Like I, I felt like I had to be a mom and a dad at one point. And so I had filled the whole space of ever having another partner because it was filled with me being a mom and a dad. So I had... So it's really decluttering your whole light system, which I take people through. So you will discard everything that doesn't serve you as you walk towards this light. And then we'll flow through your actual four body system uh, energetically. And we get rid of invisible twins. We get rid of uh, if, if you've had a miscarriage or, or anything like that, um, we, we let those energetic imprints go. I call them, they're energetic imprints. And so when you let the energetic imprints go, they're no longer taking space in your body. And so then you can slide as it happened for you. It kind of happened with a thud. <laughs> yes. It, it was like a thud. We both were like, whoa, whoa. But, but it, you can spin once you clear it out, you can just slide the light body in and you're, you're good to go. You're set. And can you explain a little more? What, what is the light body? Is it your, so that people can understand, is it your energy? Is it your energy body? Is it your aura? Like how would it's you your, describe it? To me, to me, it's your energy, your full energetic body. It's, okay. it's on, everybody has a different description of it. Yeah. For me, it's your full kind of four body system, but on an energetic level. And so you could have your emotional body all the way in your body, but the other, other four aren't totally, you can even say I'm totally in my physical body and still not be in your physical body. Mm-hmm. And so there's parts of you that are out there energetically. And so it's bringing that light body to me, that's your light body, your energetic piece of your body and if there's something that's blocking in your body in your physical body that's not allowing it to flow in or even on an energetic energetic level we can have blocks in our body if it's blocking it that energy that light body or your 
you're kind of, to me, your virgin body mm. of what we are, our, our virgin, virgin energy, as I call like, it. Like us in our purest form, kind of? Yes. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. That's a better word. That's a better like word. Our, as as our, our essence. Our essence. Our, essence, our pure essence. Mm. You want your pure essence to be coming into your body. And yes. they use light body for that. But I guess yeah, that's a really good word. I like that. I'll, I'll probably be using that now. <laughs> Go right ahead. Well, that's something that I've been really working on in the last couple of years is to really reconnect with and to know my true essence, you know? And so mm-hmm. I, I, that's kind of at the forefront of my mind all the time. Um, now, I remember that you told me, so this was at, this was back in August at, the, at our first Psych K training when you said, I remember we were like standing in the hallway outside of the conference room and you said like, let's do a trade. I'd love for you to do a human design reading for me and I'll do a light body activation for you. And I was so excited and and really honored. Um, And, but you did tell me, you said not everybody is ready. Like most people are not ready to do the light body activation. Can you Mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit? Most people energetically are not at the, the rate where, um, their actual body's going to accept it. Mm. They're just uh, from a consciousness, from a, from a higher consciousness level. That's what we're talking about from a higher consciousness level. They're not ready for what will happen when their light body comes in. They're not ready for that true essence to be in their body yet. They're still stuck in kind of the dogma and they're not ready to let it go in order to let it flow in. Yeah. And so, and so it takes, it takes a certain level of consciousness to actually allow it to, to be ready for it to flow into their body, to have that true, true essence. And quite frankly, we're moving into um, now kind of into a time where we're going from the heart because it's always been all about the heart now in the past. And now we're actually go moving into it. Uh, time of true essence. Mm. So I think they'll, I think people will notice a lot more people are going to be in their light, in their body, their light bodies are going to be more in their body now. And that's how you manifest faster. So I think we will see more, more people who have transcended in consciousness. And so their light bodies have gone into their body at like an 85% right rate. And And it's going to be more about living your truth, living your true essence. When you were talking about all of this, what I kept seeing, what what kept coming to me was deconditioning. And this is a word that we use Mm -hmm. a lot in human design, right? That, and this is, this is for me, deconditioning is everything. It's also uh, Psyche is, um, is, is an amazing tool for deconditioning. And I think like when you're talking about this, um, you know, rising up in, in your, in your consciousness. Um, what I kept seeing was like these layers of things being released from, from your body, from your energetic body. And it's, to me, it's all conditioning, you know, it's like, how do we get, how do we tune into our truth, into our essence, into our divine, into our divine essence. And for me, it's through deconditioning. It's through letting go of everything that no longer serves us. And so right. I think that because I had been doing so much work in the year and a half prior to when you and I met doing this deep, deep work of deconditioning and 
healing and all the psyche that I was doing before I even knew what psyche was. Um, I think that's what allowed me to be ready for the light body activation. And then it was such a, like you said, it was, it came in like a thud. It was like, you always talk about blowing it into the, into the body. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, mine, it was like, it was almost like this like suction that happened. It's like my body sucked it in. It was like, it just, it couldn't happen fast enough. And I actually physically moved back in my chair because it, it hit me with such a, such a strong force. And the thing that we had worked on in that session before you, before you activated my light body was self-doubt because I remember Mm -hmm. at that time I was really grappling with self-doubt and I had recent, like right before that, right before you and I had met for that session, I had also done a brain mapping session with um, someone here on Oahu. And I told her I have all this anxiety. And she, after she did my brain map, she said, actually, you don't have anxiety. She said, what you have going on that's creating this dissonance inside of you is self-doubt. And that was, it was so eye-opening and and illuminating for me. And so that's something that you worked on with me is you actually, you said, okay, let's go back to this origin of this self-doubt. And it was back in what, the 13th century, a a prior lifetime. And you cleared that out. And I remembered afterwards, it was a Saturday. I didn't have my kids that day. And after we finished the session, I was like dancing around my house and I was like, self-doubt, what is self-doubt? I don't even know what that is. You know, um, and that's something about you. And I want to talk about your human design chart a little bit, but you have channel 360, which is the channel of mutation. And it's something that when people are in your energy, you bring in this energy of mutation, of change, whether people want it or not. Now, of course, if you have, if you're with people who are ready for it, it's going to happen just like that. Right. And right. this is a very, this is, because this is a um, format energy, which what we call a format energy in human design, it goes from the roots to the, to the sacral um, or the sacral to the root. Um, it is the most overriding energy in a person's chart. And so for you, because you have the 360, the channel of mutation, this is the most overriding energy for you. It really dictates everything. So if you are in the presence of Janet, you will mutate, you will feel that mutation. And I think it's such a powerful energy. And it's funny, like, you know, I really feel with you, you're like, come on, let's do this. Let's do this right now. Like, let's do this yesterday, people, right? Um, And so, uh, yeah, it's been very, I, I think that just through knowing you, I have made quantum leaps, just through being in your energy and being in your presence. Um, and oh, this is something, yeah, no, it's true. And I, I think this is really, this is something really special that you bring to your practice. I would love to know more about your own personal story and how you got into this work yourself personally. Well, my story is, um, it started, I, as I started talking about when I was young, I was very aware of some of the gifts that I had been given and then I, I kind of shut them down. And about 20 years ago, I had something happen to me. And I remember, um, I actually remember being on my knees looking out a picture window and uh, coming across the lawn were three translucent figures. 
And it was Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. And I thought, and they came right in me. And I was like, what just happened to me? And I always say people get knocks of when they're supposed to go to higher consciousness and when they're supposed to move on something. And it's whether we pay attention to those knocks at our door or not. And even at that, I was like, okay, well, it did open some doors of other energy work that I was going to do. And then I ended up going to a, a Reiki master who then ended up certifying me. But while I was on her table, I ended up going up this golden escalator and seeing a, a field of flowers and seeing Jesus and everything and coming back down. I remember I was laughing. I was a four-year-old girl in the vision. I came back down and I had levitated off the table. Wow. And then I had a second time where I was with someone else and I had levitated off the table in visions. And I'm like, okay, so what does this mean for me? And so I went into becoming a Reiki master. I went into all the energy work, but that wasn't enough for me because, sorry, I have a quick question. Oh. When you said, when you said 20 years ago, something happened to you, was it, were you in a good place in your life or was, were you no. in a time of difficulty? I was in a very big time of, diff a, a very big time of change. It was going to be okay. a huge change. It was a painful change. It had to do with rejection and a bunch of other emotions that at the time I didn't realize were all from my past mm. and from past lives. So I, I didn't realize that these were all imprints in me and that were even imprinted from this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so as I went through this process and even went through the energy work, it still wasn't clearing up. Like I had repeated money things that came up where people had stolen money from me. Um, people used me for money. It was constantly connected to money, friendship, money, and also um, even, even my banker to a certain extent. So it was, it was, I had to figure this out and I had to figure out the whole thing about abandonment. And that's when I started exploring even further, like how do you change I was already changing it from an energetic standpoint, but I knew there had to be something more with my conscious and subconscious mind. So that made me dive deeper into like NLP and, and really trying to shift my own self into a whole different life. And when I did that, I also shifted my practice. And I also noticed that when I did that, my clients started shifting so as I shifted into more of combining kind of energy work and also science work, like uh, neuro-linguistic programming, even advanced theta healing, because that's a cross between epigenetics and quantum physics, and, um, and then adding, adding psyche, everything on top of it, I noticed how as I was changing and fixing everything in my life, recoding my life. I don't like to say fixing, but I was reprogramming everything because I had felt rejection as a kid. I, I felt very young. I thought I was adopted. For sure, I thought I was adopted. I told my parents I was adopted because I was treated so differently from my siblings. So even in friendships, as I got older, felt rejected. So I then reprogrammed myself. And as I reprogrammed myself, I have a lot of linear 
scientific or medical clients, people that are in the medical field or people who are just linear thinkers um, because of the work that I do uh, on both sides of the fence. Wow. I have a lot of CEOs actually. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. I know. I, I love hearing about your clientele and, and the work that you're doing. Um, and it's always shifting and growing and changing. Um, so going back to your human design, you are a four, six profile. You're a generator, um, but you are a four, six profile like me. And so something that we have talked about is that six line process. You know, there's these three distinct phases that the six line goes through in life. The first phase is um, really takes place between ages 18 to 30, where you're operating like the third line of the martyr, where it's very experiential. You're bumping into life. Life is bumping into you. It's very messy. Um, but from that messiness, from the bonds that you make and break, whether you break those bonds with others or p- other people break those bonds, you're having all these experiences in life. And that leads to experiential wisdom. And so from ages 30 to 50, you go up onto the proverbial roof or up onto the hilltop where you retreat. And that's where you establish your family, you establish career, and you really are supposed to use this time to heal. You're supposed to integrate all the lessons Mm. that you learned in that first part of your life. So that when you turn 50 at the time of your Chiron return, um, when you come off of the hill or you, you know, come down from the hill or come off of the roof, you're supposed to integrate fully as the role model and show people how it's done in whatever way that means to you. So can you tell us about where you were at when you, when you had your Chiron return at the age of 50? Was it smooth sailing for you? What was going on for you at that time? No, <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was probably one of the roughest time, a, a, a very rough time in my life. And I, I remember it um, very clearly. And I would even say my 30s to 50s was a very turbulent time off and on. Uh, um, very tough lessons even during that period of time. And so by the time I was 50, I was in arbitration. I had a financial advisor who had taken a a tremendous amount of money from me and they they literally got fined he got disbarred but I only got one-tenth of what I lost which is how arbitration I so I guess I got the moral victory but I didn't get the rest and it was just a very um, sad thing for me to go through at least at the time because I, I literally went through so many different emotions of what had happened at that time and, and how to pull myself back out of it. Mm-hmm. And so I would have to say it wasn't until a couple of years after that, that I really had then started switching the channel. And how did you switch the channel? Through the work that I do. Through the work that I do, I just, I started studying again, saying there's got to be something different. Um, I'm, I'm very lucky. I have, I, I, I have a really um, great group of kids, children yeah. who yeah. are grown and they're very supportive, but it was through actual, my actual work that I 
kind of developed this quantum acceleration, consciousness acceleration to the point where I was doing it for myself. And so I'm like, if this is working for me, this is going to work for clients. Yeah. And yeah. And this is such a sixth line thing, you know, we really learn from our own lived experience and then we use our lived experience to, well, at least you and I are doing that. We're using our lived experience um, to help others. And uh, I know that people have told me that they find the sixth line very soothing because they can see that we've been through so much. You know, I've been through so much. But here I am, and you know I'm still on the roof. I'm only 45, so I've got five years left. Um, so I'm still integrating and healing, but I'm definitely coming off of the roof more and more as time goes on. And and so people have told me that they find my sixth line experience very soothing, but I find yours incredibly soothing. Um, and it's you're a wonderful role model for me as a fellow oh, thank four you. six. Oh yes. I truly, and it's really healing to, to know about what you've gone through and to witness your process and to see that even when you turned 50, things were really rocky and this is what can happen. And that's why I, I and I'm, I'm so grateful to you for sharing your experience because I want to demonstrate to people that when they say, you know, if you don't, if you're not in alignment with your soul's path oh, yeah. at the age of 50, when your Chiron return happens, the universe will make everything happen to get you into alignment. And do you feel that that's essentially what happened to you? That's exactly what happened to me. I was yeah. kicked into it. I yeah. was just can't really kicked into it. And at first it was painful. And so if you don't, if you don't go willingly, you're going to be kicked into it. Yeah. And because at the time I wasn't, I, 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 I had my, um, energy business. I was doing other things too. Um, I, I was running, I was chairman of the board of a nonprofit. And so I was doing some other things, but what I was really meant to do is what I'm doing today, which is assisting other individuals in reprogramming themselves for the success that they desire in their lives. So, and as I said, every, we're all different. We're all different in what we desire in our lives but it's our programming that's keeping us from obtaining it. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us about your own spiritual practice? Because you, you have a very beautiful yeah. practice that really you, you really embody. To me, you really truly embody this idea of spirituality, you know, being tapped into something greater than us. You know, you're so tuned into spirit. And, you know, when we talk about, even with Psyche K, I feel with Psyche K and Theta Healing, when I'm doing this work, it's really spirit coming mm-hmm. through me. You know, we are, we are merely channels and you are a very clear channel. Can you talk about your, your spiritual practice, your relationship with your, with your um, spirit guides, your angels? all of that, whatever you'd like to share. Okay, sure. Well, first of all, I believe in meditating right when you get up. I I mean, I do have a cat dog, so I feed her first, but (laughs) I do then go and light a candle and I literally sit, whether you listen, I listen to Tibetan bell music, but whatever you're listening to, uh, I do believe in sitting down at least for 15, 20 minutes of just being and not looking at your phone, 
not looking at your email, nothing. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even really look for, um, unless I'm turning on just my Tibetan bell music or something like that. I don't even look, I don't look at my email or anything for at least an hour after being up. Um, I do have my system of, of kind of prayers and things that I do for myself. Um, but that's what I do every morning. And I do a seven minute Qigong. I mm. find that, that that gets me in alignment. Um, but after that, then I'm, I'm off to the races. But what I do with clients, when you ask me about the angels and everything, when I meditate, of course, I'm communing also with my higher self and the angelic realm. And I found out that um, I saw angels at the age of four. And when I had suggested the traumatic thing that happened 20 years ago, all the angels came back. All of a sudden I could see them again. Um, so I was fortunate because everything started coming back. But then how was I meant to use them or was I meant to listen to them? Or I didn't know that until later. And, um, and so they started channeling through me. They started, I, when I would meditate, they'd start telling me things, downloading, talking. I would actually see them come in front. I knew, I knew whether it was Christiel or Michael or Metatron, whichever angels were talking to me, I knew who was in front of me. There's other deities that came in front of me. Um, but now what I do for each client that comes in front of me is I channel, I say, what is it that I would say, what is it that that foe needs to know today? And they would tell me, they would say, greetings, dear one. And they, they're talking to you. They're not talking to me. And I just will write down what they have to say. And I'll say, sometimes I'm like, really, you want me to say that? <laughs> and every time a client has started to talk for the first five minutes, it's exactly what the message is coming back to them for. It is a message of wisdom for them to understand. And so it's from there that I go on. Um, now, not all of my clients are welcome to hear that. And so what I do for myself is I'll channel what does a company, what is it that the company needs to know? So for myself, I can perform the best I can for them. So mm -hmm. it's, I also use it as a tool for just myself when I'm working with maybe a situation that the message isn't going to go to them. The message is for me to understand who I'm working with. Right. Now, I'm sure that there are people who are thinking like, wow, that's so amazing that she can channel and she is um, can, so connected to her angels and her guides. What I have found is that this is available to all of us. And this is actually yeah. something that, you know, I, I've talked about how I've made quantum leaps since I met you. And one of the biggest impacts you've had on me with, and I don't know if you even know this, is that you saw something in me that I wasn't seeing in myself. You saw me as a healer and you mm -hmm. saw me as someone who can do this work, someone who can channel, someone who has this awareness. And to know someone like you and the caliber of work that you do and the wisdom and the experience that you have, for you to see this in me and recognize this in me, it completely changed my life actually. And, um, 
one thing that I love so much about you is that again, through this unconditional love that you have, you know, you're not competitive with other people. You really see um, the potential in everyone. And so what would you say to, to people? Like, what is your, what is your advice for people who, who want to, to tap into their spirituality, to be able to connect to spirit or God or the universe or whatever it is that they, that they call it, you know, um, how can we call on our angels or our spirit guides? First of all, they're always with you. So don't think they're not because they're always there, even though you can't see them, they're always there. But I would also say, um, quiet yourself, even if I call it a mental pause, even if you're taking a minute, 30 seconds, just to quiet your mind and, um, and just let the light, just visualize light from above flowing through your body, just flowing, just light above, just imagine it flowing through your body. You will feel wonderful. But I do say to people, everybody, I have clients that talk about their higher self and I'll say, you can tap in, you can do the same thing. Just write, what is it that I need to know today? Mm-hmm. And write it on a piece of paper. And then the next morning, get up, take a couple, take five breaths just to relax yourself, sit at the table, read that. And whatever comes to your mind, write it down. Because the first thing that comes, don't argue with your mind. Whatever comes down, the first thing that flows through you is your higher self talking to you. And you can do this with problems. I tell this to my clients all the time. Write down an issue. I had a client the other day. I, I, I said, write this down. Write down what it is. Put it, just lay it on the paper. Go to bed. Say, I know this problem's going to be solved tomorrow. And go to sleep. And then the next morning, read it and write the first things that come to you. And she said, you know, the, what came to me and what I wrote down was the easiest solution. And I would have never thought about it because it's too easy. Mm. And so it just kind of flows that way. If people would just relax, it's kind of our higher self is kind of like, why didn't I listen to myself? I wouldn't have been in this situation. That's your higher self constantly talking to you, but we don't quiet ourselves to realize just the gift that we have just the gift of connecting. And I always say this, everything I do, everyone can do. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm no different than everybody else. And so what I can do, everybody else can do too, too. And I, and I think, I think the master said what I can do, you can do and more. Mm. And people just take that in for a minute if you're listening, because what Janet can do is extraordinary. And uh, if you could feel what she's saying, she means it um, from the deepest part of her heart and her soul. And and I know this because she has really touched me in this way and given me so much confidence in just moving forward and expanding in, in terms of what it is that I want to do and what really lights me up. And so um, you know, I think Janet, again, you make, you make this work really accessible. You know, you, you show people that, that, like you said, we all have access to the divine. You do. Mm-hmm. We all have access to the divine. And one thing that I have found is that it really is about having that daily practice, even yes. if it's just for five minutes, the more, the, the more regularly you incorporate this practice into your life the easier it becomes to tap in, to connect to, to spirit. And 
I've gotten to the point now where I, I never thought I'd be at this point where I actually, all I want to do in the morning is meditate. It's my, it's my most favorite thing to do. There's nothing that feels better. And when I say meditate, sometimes I just sit there and I ask spirit just to move through me, or I just sit there. And like you said, I quiet myself, but it really mm-hmm. is. They call it, it's called a practice because you have to practice, right? Right. And that's why I always tell people start off uh, uh, with a minute, 30 seconds, just mm. a minute, 30 seconds. And, and I just be aware of the room or close your eyes, be aware of the room around you, be aware of the chair you're sitting in, uh, the thoughts that are going through your head, the sounds in the room, and just your breath going through. And just be aware that you're actually aware and then open your eyes. It'll take you a minute, 30 seconds, and you'll just go, whoa, that felt great. And, and it does feel great. Why? Because you're connecting. You're, you're connecting with something other than all of this out here. Right. You're connecting with this in here. Yeah. You're connecting with, with your light body. You're connecting, mm. you know, your, your light body that's connected directly to source. That's who you're connecting with. So when we're talking about light body, light body is the body connected directly to source. Wow. And so that's, that's what you want. You want to connect to that. Yeah. And I just had a thought too, you know, in terms of uh, manifestation and creating the life that we want to create, even being in that space for a minute and 30 seconds, that's, raises your frequency it changes Mm -hmm. your vibration right and being in that space just for 90 seconds can completely change and alter the course of your day yes i think yeah well i mean you you can take it to another note it's just like if you stub your toe and say this is going to be a rotten day or you stub your toe and say oh well yeah i stub my toe no big deal you know so there's two different ways to look at it so yes Energy, you know, what Einstein said about energy and our frequency and our reality is so very true. And you and I talked about joy as a feeling. And all I have to say to everyone out there is joy is the most powerful, aside from love, aside from love, joy is the most powerful manifesting tool you have out there that vibration it's the only vibration i know that gets rid of grief right away it's the only vibration that can just change things on a dime is the feeling of joy and so it's so much if you just walk down the street and you look at a plant and you're joy filled you've already added extra vibrate a high vibration into your into your light body so if mm. we're, now we're talking about light body. Now I can really yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Um, so then you're adding it to your light body. And why wouldn't you want that? That's your true essence. Yeah. And your true essence is, is basically your heavenly source or your, your pure source, the, your original source. Mm-hmm. That's what your light body is, your original source. That's what it is to me. That's beautiful. Yeah. So what would be your, and I mean, there's been so many amazing nuggets of wisdom and advice that you've given, but 
what is your greatest piece of advice to anyone? I'm going to, I'm going to make it specific to anyone who is going through a really hard time in their life right now, because you've been through hard stuff. I have. What? Yes, you have. What would be your greatest piece of advice? Best words of I wisdom. Would, best words of wisdom. Um, know that it was only to make you better, only to raise you in consciousness, and to actually thank it and look at it as a gift. Because it is a gift, and it's meant to be in front of you so that you transcend, not so that you stay in it. So you can either decide to stay in it or you can transcend. And so it's to transcend. And if that were the case, and I have to say this, I would, I would start reprogramming. I would start reprogramming. I would be honest with myself, figure out what's not working, figure out, uh, is it fear? Is it rejection? Is it abandonment? What is it that's not working? And start getting a plan to reprogram and just find somebody that resonates to your frequency because we don't, not all of us, I don't resonate to everybody's frequency. Um, but there will be somebody that's out there that does that, that can help you reprogram and, and it can be very quick. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with Janet? No, just, just know that, um, anything you desire out there, yeah, you can reprogram yourself. And create the world, create the reality that you so desire. It is possible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that I love about being in your energy is that I feel that I feel the that energy of endless possibilities when I'm with you. Yeah, it's beautiful. If people want to find you, where can where can they go? They can go to janetelaineschmidt.com. Okay. Um, and that's my website and okay. they can email me there. Um, and then you're also on Instagram, correct? I am also on Instagram. Yes. And I have the mental pause on Instagram. So for those yes. of you that are only up for a minute 30, yes, there is a mental pause on there that will help you kind of bring yourself just to a quiet moment. Okay. And what is your Instagram handle? Uh, Janet Elaine Schmidt. Okay, great. So I'll put all of your information in the show notes for anyone who wants to get in touch with Janet and to learn more about what she does. Well, thank you so much for being my very first guest on the podcast. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yes. And um, again, I'll post your information in the show notes for anyone who wants to listen. And for everyone who tuned in today, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And until next time, I am sending you all so much love.